Here we go. It's a DC Sports Huddle. It's sponsored by MGM National Harbor. Time to change the game at Bet MGM Sports. I'm Dave Johnson and Rob Woodford, Dave Preston, George Wallace. There's no such thing as an NFL offseason because the NFL owners meeting. So then everyone's talking about what these billionaires are doing in Palm Beach, Florida. So that's it. We have to talk about what's going on in Palm Beach, Florida. So I want to get the, the takeaways. What jumped out at you uh, from these NFL owners meetings, whether it's commanders related or otherwise? The one thing that's going to jump out at me, first of all, I said it this morning, these guys never get together in Erie, Pennsylvania. They've come a long way from meeting in a car showroom in Canton, Ohio. I get that. But it just, when you're meeting in Palm Beach, Florida, a bunch of billionaires gathering it together, to me, it just shows the, the largesse and the strength of the NFL. And we've talked about potential demise or dips in popularity or will it survive concussions and that type of thing. It is just such a big part of the American fabric that whatever these guys do and decide, even if it's in Palm Beach, Florida, where we can't even afford to park, we we hang on every word. The NFL is that big. There's lots of other issues, important issues, uh, like what Will Smith did to Chris Rock. No, we're not that focused on that. Instead, we're focused on what the billionaires are doing in Palm Beach, Florida. Given that, we'll start with you, George Wallace. Your big takeaway from all the rumblings, all the talking, the commissioner speak, the lawyers speak. What did you what did you hear? What what stuck stuck with stuck with you? Well, first of all, you're 100 percent right about them. I mean, the NFL is it is the NFL. It's not going anywhere. It never will go anywhere anytime they do something. I mean, just look at all the media that attended this uh, these owners meetings these past. And it's only a couple of days. It's not even a full week. It's three days in and out. Talk about some rule changes where Goodell talks to everybody. The coaches talk for 30 minutes each and they take a big group picture of the coaches and then we're on our way. Uh, but uh, for me, look, you know, Ron Rivera <clears throat> talking about uh, this offseason for Washington and how it should be a destination for free agents. And here's why. OK, fine. Did it change that did taking Carson Wentz all of a sudden change their outlook at 11? He says, yes, it did. Uh, so don't expect them to maybe take a quarterback at 11. But then again, you can't trust anybody or believe anybody until the draft happens. So I'm not sure I believe that. Him talking about he's sick and tired of the way that this team is perceived now and portrayed. And he says the only way to do to get over that is to win. I'm not really sure about that. Uh, I get where he's coming from. I do. But he hasn't been here that long. OK, the problem is still the problem. Uh, and it's not going to go anywhere. It's just not. He can he can say it anyway. You can win all you want, but I still think as long as we are here at the top of this organization, there is still going to be those feelings towards Washington. Regardless, okay, yeah, of course, winning is going to help a lot. I get it, but it's just not that simple for him. I get he's frustrated, but look, he hasn't been here for more than a cup of coffee right now. He's only been a couple of years in this thing. So there's a long way to go. He can say he's frustrated and you can say you're sick of it and that's fine, but just don't expect it to go anywhere because look, this, everything that's going on on the outside of the, off the football field, that's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's just not. And then when Roger Goodell says that Dan Snyder has not been involved in the day to day and he won't be for the foreseeable future. I don't believe that for a second. He was at the unveiling of the, the commander's name. I saw him. I was there. I saw him. In multiple games. Uh, and, and, yeah, and he's been at games, too. What, and Ron Rivera has said in the past during this season that he's talked to Dan at the facility. So I don't believe that he hasn't been at the facility either. Now, I haven't seen him there. But then again, we haven't been in, able to go inside, uh, you know, the last couple of years. So, But that 
you know, being that what it is, as far as not being involved for the foreseeable future, I don't, we'll, we'll see about that too. But I don't believe for a second he is not involved in the day-to-day. You're telling me he didn't have anything to do with the Carson Wentz deal? Come on. So what you're saying is Paul oh, Beach was another feel-good moment for the commanders. <laughs> way you look at it. That's, and so, okay, real quick, let's do a vote of the rule. Uh, destination. Is Washington a destination for free agents? You say no, right, George Wallace? I don't. I, I see. Correct. To answer your question short. Short answer. No. No. Dave Preston. I'm going to say no. Just uh, everything surrounding this team and their track record the last 20 years. Guys come here to get paid, but they don't come here to excel. Rob Woodford. I, I I would say that the the one point that people don't pay attention to, aside from the off the field stuff, aside from the ownership, they have vastly outdated facilities in terms of the training facility. Their, uh, their stadium is a well-renowned mess. So beyond just the stuff that, you know, is going on, the dramatics uh, going on off the field, uh, from a practical standpoint, they still have light years to catch up to the rest of the league. So your answer is no. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, and so basically, <laughs> yes, it, no. it, it, basically until, we, until <laughs> we get that billion-dollar dome stadium in Fredericksburg, we're not going to win. Correct. Dumb freeze. Dumb freeze. Dumb freeze. Yeah. Dumb freeze. <laughs> now, now, somehow, dumb freeze. They're going to have to change the name. Maybe they'll have to yeah. call that Ralph John or something. Ralph John. There yeah. you go. Listen, <laughs> Commander you know, freeze. But it's true. Look, you you would think if all things being equal and you come into play for Ron Rivera and to see what he's actually done on the field and the few pieces that he has put in place, you would think, okay, yes. But then, why would you put? Why would you at this point come if you have other options to go to? Why would you choose Ashburn? Like, why would you choose DC to come here with everything that is going on? And you've seen the history and you've seen, you know, the past, however many years. Okay. Right now, if you're looking at just the football and what Ron Rivera has done, yes, a few pieces here and there are fine, but there's so much more to that. Right. It's, a, it's, it's not just the football and it, right. it will be just the football. It's also a business. And from a business standpoint, Washington is light years behind everybody else. Well, and also think about this. Think about when we talk about free agency. The, the phrase, like when LeBron James had the big uh, moment when he left Cleveland, when he said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Can we envision uh, a big NFL free agent, free agent saying, I'm taking my talent to Dumfries? It, it just doesn't, it just doesn't have the <laughs> Or same even Ashburn. I'm taking my talent Commander to Commanderland. It'll be Commanderland. All right. Uh, anything else we want to, before we jump to another subject on the NFL meetings? Uh, the NFL meetings, I think it bears pointing out that they did pass a uh, the, the first mandate, the first hiring mandates. Uh, teams now have to have an offensive assistant who is a minority, either a woman or an ethnic or racial minority on their offensive staff. And that is targeted at improving the number of coaches that come up the ranks and become head coaches. Now, obviously, this is going to 100% have to do with the owners embracing the spirit of the Rooney rule and not just the letter of it. So hopefully that is something that happens going forward. And along those lines, there are already multiple minority assistant coaches on the offensive side of the football for Washington, you know, specifically. Uh, and Eric B is an assistant on the offensive side of the football as well. So, and, and still can't get a sniff. So yes. <laughs> so for the record, not the owner's attitude is not yes. necessarily the, yes, it's, it's what, it's a shame that they needed this mandate in the first place. Correct. Well, and, and I, it is a serious subject. We need to talk more about this and hopefully there's some progress. 
being made. I've got you, and we can continue the subject. I've got to call, call an audible on the DC Sports Hub. <laughs> I'm only a two minute fill in. You guys have to carry it the rest of the way. But uh, but again, keep having fun, and this will give you a good chance to talk about me about how stupid I am. So go right ahead. <laughs> I was this close to being later, so we really today. can't do that. <laughs> Wait till he's gone to do it. Wait till he's gone. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, I guess the baton is passed to me now. So uh, this is coming. Because you're on the top upper left. That's correct. And okay. <laughs> that's that, that's your hierarchy. I don't. Hey, man, I don't make the rules. So you have a sports cast, George, and I have a nap. So he's the only one who's locked there in. There you go. So uh, we're coming up on the 20 year anniversary of the Maryland Terrapins' first national and only national championship. And uh, obviously they just celebrated that uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, when everybody was at college park uh, for that uh, senior day. Uh, Some of our thoughts about that uh, 2002 championship team. We'll start with the alum. (laughs) Not the contributor. Yeah. Uh, See, Uh, you know, no, no, that, that was, uh, that was definitely a special time. My big regret is I didn't go to Atlanta for that. Uh, for the final four, I thought it'd be more fun to watch it back home in college park and around the area. And it was fun too, but don't get me wrong, but I wish I had actually gone to Atlanta. So the next time they get to the final four, if it happens, I'll go. <laughs> um, that just, you know, just what we've kind of talked about the last couple of weeks with that team and how uh, it started from the previous year, losing that big lead to Duke in the final four and the players saying that as soon as they got back, they were in the gym the next week and they were, wearing shirts and said Atlanta and you know they was a big focus to get back and 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 you know nobody had left early at that time from that previous the team the year before they all had one mission coming back and that was to get back to the final four and win the national championship so many great stories on that team from the coach to you know Byron Mouton who transferred in it was a big success Juan Dixon who uh you know grew up in the area and play, stayed and and worked his way up, became the all-time leading scorer during there uh, from Steve Blake, you know, the story about his parents driving to every game from Florida to see him play and then up to Syracuse for that regional. Uh, and then Chris Wilcox obviously made himself a lot of money that tournament uh, as he left right after that. So, you know, just the, the great stories and a great time to be a Maryland fan. 20, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years, but just listening to that a couple of weeks ago, hearing the players talk about how close tight knit group that was and how the, the coaches were the leaders and leaders on the floor and so on and so forth. It was just a, uh, a good memory to, to relive uh, 20 years later. And here's hope that, you know, we, with Kevin Willard in town, that we get to do that again sometime soon. Is it bad that I still have the championship t-shirt? No, I got one. I don't know. I don't wear it anymore, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like the, the, that I still wear it sometimes. Uh, Dave, uh, you've covered college basketball for many years. Uh, what were your thoughts yeah. on that team? Well, I, I still have the uh, I still have the Washington Times uh, NCAA bracket from that season. It was on uh, posted a couple of years ago during the pandemic. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of junk here at the place. That's how that, that's how I know you're not married, dude. Because oh, oh yeah, well when I do, I'll be talking about it all the time on yeah. Facebook. Wait, is the tree is the tree down? Tree is down. Tree oh, is not anymore. So we've we 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 do make progress. I was actually on the air that night at WTOP and I was doing a sports cast as the game wrapped up and Indiana hit a three right after I said 65 49 is your final, which was not the final because they hit that three. So, so no my, kidding. that was my first month at WTOP and I made a you big lied to the people. You lied. Exactly. To the people. 
You people had money. money. Maybe they gave 15 and a hook and they're like, ah, oh, yeah. No, it's, what's, what's amazing is that a, a couple things stand out. One, what a good or what a well-run program that was at the time under head coach Gary Williams. And you look at Kevin Willard taking over now. How important is it for him to put together a, a great coaching staff? Billy Hahn was not on the 20 of uh, the 2002 team. He had already moved on to LaSalle, but the assistant coach trio of Billy Hahn, Dave Dickerson, Jimmy Patsos, those guys were huge in getting the right players in, getting those players developed and working with Gary on a day-by-day basis. I'll maintain that Gary was never the same after those guys went elsewhere for better jobs that they each of them deserved. So yeah. let's see what Kevin Willard can do with his new head coach, with his new assistant coaches here Two. We talk all the time about locking in the DMV and making sure that the players here stay local. Steve Blake was from Florida. Drew Nicholas was from New York. So it's not only important to get those guys who are great in the area, but you got to find gems outside the area too. And uh, I guess the third takeaway is what a great time it was to be a fan, to be someone covering Maryland men's basketball. And then the women win it four years later. And it lets you know that, that, it can happen, and as I think Kevin Willard said in his opening press conference, it should happen in this area again. And it's if, for, if you're a Maryland fan, it's okay out there to dream of a national championship, even though you've been to one Sweet 16 in the last, what, 15, 20 years, because you know that it can happen with the right players, with the right coaches in place. Another yeah. fun thing about that year was also, too, you know, they closed out Cole that year, and right. they went undefeated at Colefields. That last night there was – beyond special and that that's you know that's just a kind of a side note and they always said if they won the if they won the title they'd come back raise a banner at Cole as the one final act there and they did that they came home had that big celebration had the championship banner and then they moved to uh, Comcast Center which was then Comcast Center but that was another kind of side angle to that to that season going undefeated winning the title at Cole and you know that uh, um, closing out the building in style. Yeah, they really did. And also the civic pride attached to that, too, guys, because, I mean, there are two main players, Juan Dixon um, and uh, well, I just forgot. Lonnie Baxter. Lonnie Baxter. Thank you. And he's like right here in my hood. Uh, those two guys are local guys, grew up in the area and yeah. uh, and then put on the, you know, the, the got the Maryland state flag on the unis and all of that. So, I mean, just the civic pride attached to that. And uh, and, and we've said this before on the show. I mean, this is a this is a basketball area. The DMV is rich with basketball. And I think that was the first time you really saw that on full display, like how great a hoops town this could be if we had better representative uh, teams. And it's a good thing Dave isn't here for that because he probably wouldn't like the sort of backhanded dig there at the wizards. But I mean, they haven't mattered for Towson state literally my entire yeah. life. And I'm in my, I'm going up almost in my mid forties. So, I mean, this is a, this was a great time for basketball fans, not even just Maryland fans. You didn't have to be an alum. You could have gone to Towson. You right. could have gone to Coppin State. Or, yeah. And still, uh, and still shared in this and still, felt some sort of civic pride about it. And, uh, and I think that's very important about that, uh, about that team. Cause it's easy. They were easy to get behind. It's not like you had, right. it's, I mean, okay. Maybe a bad example, but it's not like you have people that just hate Duke with a passion. Like it's not, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Or, or some yeah. teams in the tournament to that, to that extent. So it was, it was just an easy group, hardworking group that stuck together 
led by Gary, who's, you know, a fixture in town, obviously, and around the area. So you're to your point, like it was you could have been a fan of anybody and got behind them, uh, rooting for them to win to win the title. And how great was it that two of them ended up on the Wiz getting drafted by the Wizards? Yeah. I think it was Blake back in back years, right? Yeah, back-to-back <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah. And I was, as a matter of fact, I was at that game where Juan Dixon went off for 35 in the playoff game uh, uh, when they were playing the Bulls. Mm-hmm. That, that, okay. was, that was an incredible performance by him. And, uh, and who would have thought that out of all of those guys, Steve Blake would be, have the best – NBA he was the second only contract on that championship team that did not average double digit scoring that year. No. And he's the guy who ends up having a long NBA career. He, he got a second contract on relevant yeah. teams too. 16 million from the Lakers. I think it was right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's it's funny about that. Uh, at the time, uh, Sean Hill uh, was the, yeah. uh, the Maryland quarterback and the quarterback. joke was about 10 years ago. Which of these guys is going to last longer in their respective league, despite having no business being there? A credit to each of these guys for really, you know, you know, stretching out their entire uh, pro, uh, you know, basketball and pro football earning ability. But, uh, yeah. you know, Blake, I mean, that, that you, you talk about him being a grinder. That was a team of grinders. I don't think there were any McDonald's All-Americans on that team. Mm-hmm. And that is not something that you see in today's day and age where, especially in the one and done era now, you know, you have, you know, it, talent wins and it's tough to build a roster. And that was one of the last rosters built without a one and done without, uh, without these superstars who, you know, sh- you know, shine for a second and then go on to the NBA. Yeah, no doubt guys. Let's fast forward to the present day. Uh, Cause we are winding down, but uh, present day we've got, Oh <laughs> Jesus, him in the cups. The- <laughs> hey, it's awesome. It's super. It's a bracket cup. Yeah, and and like the Dallas Cowboys, you named it that, so that's like America's team. That's uh, yeah. named it that. That so. was NFL films. It wasn't the Cowboys. To. All right. Well, they they've certainly embraced it, but I, I digress. Uh, Final four coming up: men's and women's. Uh, who do we have in the championship, and uh, who do we have uh, hoisting the uh, trophy at the end? I've got uh, Duke beating Kansas in the championship game, much to every Duke haters dis- uh, dismay. Uh, one, the script reads that, you know, Coach K, they get revenge for losing to the Tar Heels at home in Cameron. Uh, on paper and on the court, I think they're just the better team uh, than the Tar Heels. And I think that Hubert Davis in his first year as a head coach, uh, when you look at that matchup between, you know, Coach K, who's been at it for, you know, 40-plus years and 100-plus wins in the tournament. I think there's an edge there for the Blue Devils. They'll be much sharper, and they won't have the emotion of trying to win on the final night at Cameron for Coach K. I've got Kansas beating Villanova in the other semifinal. Uh, Justin Moore, without him, the uh, Wildcats are less. He's out with the torn Achilles, and uh, Villanova's already not a deep team. They, they, they had issues uh, uh, in getting to the champion, getting to the Final Four got past Houston, a very gritty rock fight. So I've got Kansas beating Villanova. And then I have Duke beating Kansas in the championship game as coach K's last championship is against the same team that he won his first championship against. I think that even if they have an emotional win Saturday night, I think that they will be better prepared than they have been in the past for the title tilt. I've got Duke winning it all. I hate you. Uh, yeah. You know what? Just, <laughs> I, Hey, I don't like it. I don't like it either, man. No, I the funny to thing, so ben Raby is going to give you a hug in the news. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what, why, why would he, he, he didn't go there. No, he, 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 he family who went there. He sent up so, his wife for a cooking class there. He has <laughs> no ties to Duke. I have no idea what your connection Ben Raby has with Duke. There's absolutely none in my opinion. 
the you way know. the way this plays out is you can't i mean you, you can't write it okay yeah the fact that look carolina when it beat duke and cameron that was their final four they would have mm. and i was in greensboro last week covering the, some women's regional and the, the uber driver i had was could not stop talking about that he says that was better than a final four a championship because that was the last time they're going to play and <laughs> they beat them at cameron now you get to do it all over again so Two way of looking at two ways of looking at this. There's no way Duke's going to lose again to that team because they blasted him earlier in the year. Right. Or if he does lose again to Carolina and this time on this stage, that would just be tremendous. Okay, two risks. I don't think it's going to happen. Possibilities. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. I think Duke gets faster. The Colin Gillespie is not going to be enough to to overtake overcome losing Justin Moore. I think for Villanova, he can't do it all by himself. I think Kansas wins that game. And what Kansas was able to do to Miami, outscored them 47-15 or whatever it was in that second half, that was a clinic. That's the best half of basketball I've seen in I don't know how long. And I think Kansas is the better team right now in this of the four in this tournament. I have Kansas the other way. I have Kansas beating Duke on Monday night for the national championship. Well, Kansas and Villanova, actually, that was the only two things I got right on my bracket. That's the that, – I mean, so I got half the final four. I'm feeling good about that. So I'm going to stay – I'm going to take Kansas. My, my champion is already out. Gonzaga is done. So I'm going to go Kansas over North Carolina because okay. I'm, I'm just trying to speak it into existence. I'm I hope, tired, yeah, tired I hope. of the, yeah. like, I, I fear that Duke is going to win it, but I just, I'm trying to speak that out of existence because remember I, when, remember when Hubert Davis couldn't coach a couple months ago and they yeah, were right. running out of town in year number one. Yeah. Now the eight yeah. seed is in the final yeah. four. And that's why he was crying because I mean, yeah. you know, that, that that's a, that's a heck of a debut for him. Uh, and right. it's a, and it's a heck of a finale for us because George got to go, go, go do a sports cast and I got to change the battery in my smoke detector. Apparently uh, before we go one, before we go guys, one quick audible, yeah. I also, uh, women's final four. You've got, you know, uh, you know, a lot of uh, storylines on tap this Friday. Yeah, I've I got, got South Carolina, by the way, because we did yeah. say that we were going to talk about the women's. But I've got too. defending national champ uh, uh, Stanford, Stanford losing to South Carolina in the title tilt. Uh, I was actually, I mean, I was, I'm in the ESPN bracket thing. I was 284th out of like 1.7 million. <laughs> I had Texas beating Stanford in the regional finals oh. and back to like 17,000 or whatever in the thing. But uh, it's close. Exactly. Exactly. I see. I, I think. I think Stanford's too talented for Connecticut that benefited by playing the regionals in Bridgeport, even though they weren't the number one seed. Um, I think as the women's game moves forward, they are going to do the right thing and get the perception of UConn playing at home, you know, out of the equation because in the last day, yes, UConn's made 14 straight final fours, but four of those years, they played the regional in Bridgeport. Three more they played in Albany. Another one they played in Kingston, Rhode Island, which I understand is next to Connecticut statewide. Another one was in Trenton. Another one was in Philly. Um, you know, they granted they've been great over the last decade plus, but the perception is it's all home cooking, especially when the first two games of the tournament are held on campus. So hopefully, as the as the women's tournament evolves, we'll see less of that where it's like people can easily say, oh, UConn's really not that great over the last 15 years because they've had all these games at home. So I, I, I think that Paige Beckers is a fantastic player. I don't think she and UConn are good enough to beat Stanford, and I don't think that Stanford is good as they are. They beat Maryland, and it wasn't even close. I mean, it was 
points after the first period, and it was basically mop-up time you know, after the first quarter. I don't think they're good enough to beat South Carolina who can defend and they and can pitch a shot. I think they pitched a shutout against Howard for the first eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Almost. It was, I mean, I, it was I in danger, yes. I had to do a double take when I saw that yeah. score. It was like, what, how, how, Rob, Howard was in danger of finishing with under 10 points. Yeah, no, they really were. And they, they had that breakaway fourth quarter yeah. where they actually got the double digit scoring after only getting eight through three quarters. But, um, but yeah, uh, thanks for uh, making sure that we got the women's in there. Uh, I, I like South Carolina have all year. They've been number one wire to wire. I don't see any reason why they can't uh, finish the job and we're going to finish the job here. It's the DC sports huddle sponsored by MGM national Harbor. It's time to change the game at bet MGM sports. I am Rob Woodfork and that is Dave Preston. George Wallace went to do a sports cast and Dave Johnson long gone, but uh, not forgotten. We will be back next week with more fun and frivolity break break. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.